Good morning, this is Bakes, Kevin Baker with Bakes Takes. Welcome to my podcast. It's Saturday the 30th, and really nothing happened, so I don't have anything to talk about this week. Oh, no, I do. Hold on. Uh, number one, I'm not from Reddit, and I'm here to help. I'll explain that. Number two, listen to the bells, and they sure as heck are ringing. And number three, congratulations, sell at least some. And we'll explain all of that as we go into this, uh, uh, I hope, enjoyable and helpful and useful edition of Bakes Takes. Uh, why I do this real quick, my sons, they're in their 20s, they're friends, and they would, would call me up and ask me questions and they would, while they were in college, in business school, in, in business programs, uh, about stocks, the markets, investing, etc. And I've got some scars. I've been through the 87 crash. I was a broker. I've been in two mutual funds, two hedge funds, two institutional firms. Uh, the, the crash in 87 turned me uh, to look at technical analysis, which I uh, deploy a lot here, and it seems to be the aspect that is not covered as much in other podcasts, and that you're telling me add value, so I'm leaning on that a lot more. Uh, the fundamental second, I pay attention to those. I do all that work, and I've done all that work, but I go fun- technicals first, fundamental second. It's not right or wrong. It just works for me. Uh, I read all the things that maybe you don't want to. The Wall Street Journal, Barron's The Economist. I listen to podcasts that might be off the beaten trail. And I point you to them. I always give attribution. If uh, you want to go and and do all that work, that's great. Just know that I'm doing it for you. I eat home cooking. All I talk about is what interests me, what you're asking me about. I have no conflicts. My uh, disclaimer. This is not investment advice. Please conduct and share your own due diligence. I want this to be uh, Bakes Reddit, and I want it to be a an interactive forum that is polite uh, and clean uh, that that uh, uh, you know shares information and hopefully makes money for for everybody. All right, starting off with with fan mail like we always do, and my wonderful producer Mike Wilson. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing all right. And yourself? Awesome. Uh, ask me about about some of the stocks that he's interested in, and everybody's interested in, given what's been happening on uh, Wall Street bets uh, on Reddit. And the first one is GameStop, and uh, I'm gonna uh, my take as usual is going to be unique. Uh, I'm uh, coming from the standpoint of how do you maximize pro- maximize profits? How do you limit losses given what has already happened? I am going to explain what happened if you if you haven't uh, uh, heard about this, but. My main point is I'm going to use my experience to say if you own the stock, what should you do at certain if certain things occur? Now, the first thing I point out is the um, uh, is the the weekly chart, and this goes back. This is the monthly chart actually, and it goes back. And I've driven I've drawn a line here at sixty dollars uh, horizontally. It touched that in 07. It touched that in uh, in 13. And we obviously blew through it on the upside, as you can see in the chart. For those of you listening on audio, I really encourage you to go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, because the charts uh, tell uh, the story, I think, uh, with a lot more clarity than just listening to me. But here we go. So $60 or or so is, is support. That's the first point. The next chart is the daily 
and I've got different levels here. This is obviously a, a, a long-term base that, uh, you know, it spent a year plus under $22. And then the Reddit phenomenon occurred. I'm going to go through that in more detail, but I want to get these numbers in your head so you can think about it. If you've got a Robinhood account, Fidelity account, what have you, as to how to you have a strategy now that it's Saturday and you're dispassionate and rested, and then you can deploy it at some point Monday or over the course of the week. So we blasted off, hit 483. So some guy is long, has a buy ticket that's filled at 483. The, the, the next day, the high was 413. That to me is resistance. I want you to think of resistance, if that's a new term for you, as a ceiling. It doesn't have to be the ceiling, but it's a ceiling. So it's, it's levels where it's going to be more difficult to break through to the upside because you have that prior trading activity. You have people that are underwater at 483 and 413, and they're probably going to be selling to you uh, uh, if the stock goes above. Stock closed at 325. So, and I've never seen this before in my life. It might have happened. I haven't gone through the almanac or anything, but you, you, in, in two months, you've gone from 22 to 325. It is unbelievable. And, you know, God bless the guys that were right. And uh, we'll go into why this, this has occurred. The other numbers I want you to have are 250, 150, and that's $60 support. My normal sell discipline would invoke the 200-day moving average. That's a waste of time because that's at 15 here. That's the kind of moonshot this has become. My point being, uh, support is the floor. If you break 250, you're going to the next floor at 160, 150, and then you, if you break that, you're going to 60, in my opinion. Again, there are no absolutes, especially with this crazy action we're seeing. These are probabilities. This is prior experience. I'm going to be watching these, but I want you to have these in your head as to, I don't want you to give profits back, and I don't want you to lose a lot of money, and I hope I'm going to be helpful uh, with this. So I'm not going to bury the lead. If you can and you have profits, I'd sell your original investment uh, or at least a piece of it and let the rest of the, the, the winner run. You can do with that what you will, but that's, and I, I'm invoking my, my uh, what I did with, with GBTC, the Bitcoin. When you, have, when you make a lot of money in a short period of time, take the original investment off the table, let the profits run, and it lowers your blood pressure, at least lowers mine, and then watch the trades and closes below and above those levels that I just mentioned, especially trades. If it, I'm sorry, especially closes. If something, if it closes above 483, game on and and sky's the limit. If it closes below 250, game on and we're going lower in my view. So that's the the and now obviously those are wide swings. I'm, I'm not minimizing that, but I want you to have a game plan in place while you're. Um, uh, you know, sitting here without the, the, the blue and green, I'm sorry, the, the red and green flashing in front of your eyes uh, as trading goes. Now, fundament, fundamentals and valuations don't matter in these stocks for right now, in my view. Uh, and some people are saying they don't matter in the market with interest rates like this. That sentence scares me. I don't want to uh, anger the, the stock market gods. But uh, here we go. GameStop, the market cap's $22 billion. All right, it's 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 exploded in in value in just a short period of time. Uh, revenues are down thirty percent 
uh, last quarter. Uh, they lost money, lost less than people thought, but they lost money. Um, and here's a date to put in your calendar and circle. March 25th is the approximate conference call for this. That is going to be a Donnybrook. It is going to be unbelievable to listen to that conference call. Uh, uh, I, so mark that in your calendar. That's going to be great theater. But so is it undervalued? It doesn't sound like it. Money losing company. When was the last time you went to GameStop to, to, to sell a game for $7 uh, and get ticked off? Uh, did you buy a console for Christmas? You're probably done. So, you know, I don't think the business is all that great. Maybe it's not terrible, but it's not all that great. Balance sheet, 1.16 on the, on, on, uh, in long-term debt. Cash is $445 million. So that's $715 million net debt. Uh, divided by the number of shares, we'll get into that too. 69 million shares gets you to you know, a little over 10 bucks a share in debt, not cash, in debt. Now, it's likely irrelevant because they could raise money in an afternoon with this elevated stock price, pay off the debt, you've got a whole different picture. But um, the real story is the shares short. I'm going to go into this in more depth, but uh, the... the uh, the the, share, the the number of shares short versus that outstanding number okay 69 million outstanding there were more shares short uh, 71 million was one number I saw the, they're flying all over the place the, the services almost can't keep up uh, it went down to 61 and now I'm hearing that it's 55 million short as of the most recent calculation um, which is a monstrous number I haven't seen that before uh, it might have occurred, but boy, not in my memory and not in my experience. And it is it is obviously fuel for this this fire. I'm going to do the same for AMC and and um, uh, AMC Entertainment and BB BlackBerry later. But uh, you know, I want to take this moment. Please share this with your Robinhood or or, or Reddit uh, Rebellion friends, uh, and send your uh, other stocks, your ideas, and I'll offer a similar strategy for them as well. And I could be wrong about a lot of this, but I, I've been doing this a while, and I think I can I can give you points where uh, you ought to be paying attention. Um, Mike's going to be helping out uh, with with me. Uh, to provide breaking news to you via Zoom in the future. So please stay tuned. Now, uh, I don't want to be simplistic, but I want to make the complex simple. So, I, But I've had a lot of questions about this. What is a short? And the way I describe it is it's the reverse of buying low and selling high. It's reversing the chronology. You sell high first, and then you buy low. So let's use the Melvin example, the hedge fund that's getting its head kicked in uh, in the case of, of GameStop. Uh, let's say they, they got the, this exactly right, and Melvin borrows the, the stock at $60. They go to Fidelity, T. Rowe Price, mainly the prime broker, but they go out and they borrow the shares from someone who has it. It pays them, a, obviously, a, a, a fee, an interest rate, and then they later buy it back in, cover at four, and they take that 93% profit, that's the decline, and uh, that's how it should work. So you just sell high, buy low, uh, and, and, and take that, that profit and put it in the bank. I guess they thought it was going to zero because the stock was at, at four for, for a long, long time, and uh, they were wrong. And Wall Street Bets and the people on there figured it out and uh, and now they're going and applying in the the GameStop 
methodology, if you will, to, to other stocks, which we'll get it into. There's a graphic here, uh, which basically shows what I just said, but I think it's a good, simple way of, of, of seeing how you sell stocks short and, and why it exists and why it works. A margin call, a margin call, the, the, your broker, if you have a margin account, has a, a collateral uh, requirement that you have. You have to have a certain amount of cash, certain amount of stock, uh, so that when you borrow to, to, uh, uh, to take shares to sell short, you have a way to, to close out a losing trade. When the stock goes up and moves against you, they do what's called a margin call so that you have a minimum maintenance margin. You can either put in more cash, cover the short, or put in additional or, or, or sell your existing longs. Those are the options. And frankly, they're all being utilized right now as we speak in, in this example. There's also uh, on the YouTube channel another great graphic to cover this, but that's what a margin call is. And it's why you have the urgency for many people who are wrong the stock short having to buy when they don't want to, and certainly not at the elevated prices that they, they've had to do. All right, um, so here's my take. Likely reason the stock market's down this past week is that you've had uh, uh, these, these uh, uh, margin calls uh, result, the short squeeze has caused margin calls, and they've had to go to non-Reddit rebellion stocks to raise cash. So you saw things like Apple and Microsoft down in great earnings uh, because people had to raise cash to, to take care of their problems in their GameStops of the world. So a short squeeze happens when there's a big short interest, and the, it's very lopsided. Some positive news occurs. And then positive buying occurs on the long side, buying the stock long. And uh, then it usually takes the stock to, through uh, technical levels, and then it feeds upon itself. And then, then the, the forced buying of the people that are on the wrong side short just creates indiscriminate buying. And then, of course, the Reddit community comes in and, 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 and presses it really, really hard in very vocal fashion. So I hope that's helpful. I hope I've explained it. Give me feedback. Tell me what I need to clarify on future shows. Now, Mike asked about AMC. And I did the same thing uh, where uh, I go back and look at, at the history. And at 2026 is, is the weekly high that just occurred. It's also not coincidentally where you see resistance. Uh, it's a, it's like a, it's a lid. It's a, 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 a ceiling that's occurred in the past. There's a lot of people here that own the stock at, at uh, 2026 that are, are more willing sellers than they were at lower levels. And uh, I just, it, my eyes drawn to this. I think it's going to be tough to get through. I could be wrong. You know, the options activity could, could exacerbate this, but right now, 2026 is a line in the sand that I'm looking for. The next one is the daily, and um, the stock closed at 14.10, by the way, which also shows some resistance from uh, you know, 2013, 2012, right around there. Now, uh, uh, the support is here, and I've got an, a line driven on the daily, 771. Now, that's a double, 7 to 14, and we can do, all, do that math. I guess 13.26 was the close when I did this. Um, but it's just, it's the uh, same kind of thing. That's going to be support on the downside, at least initially, 
if uh, if uh, this this buying frenzy comes to to get tired. Now, here's something that I, I just I'm in the habit now of going to Wall Street bets, and and I think I bring this up because. I mentioned before that GameStop had a very, very high short interest, especially relative to the float and to the outstanding. And there aren't many of those. And a lot of people are getting on these forums and saying this is the next GME, but they're not the next GME. AMC doesn't have anywhere near the short interest that uh, uh, GameStop showed. So you have about a day short on on the on the case of uh, of AMC. You don't have the fuel. You don't have the 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 uh, uh, the reason to to uh, buy as feverishly because you're wrong on the short side. AMC was supposed to go bankrupt. They got a lifeline, raised nine hundred plus million dollars, and then said we're not going to go bankrupt. And that was enough to 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 boost the stock, and it should have. Maybe not this much, but it's a positive event. That was a, that was a surprise. But you're not going to have a short squeeze of any sort of the magnitude of GameStop, in my opinion. So here's my take. Again, uh, if you can, I'd sell the original investment or a good portion of it. I'd let it ride if it breaks above 2026. Then there is more uh, uh, covering fever that that has to occur. Uh, if it's below 771, and I know these are wide ranges, but I want to have, I'd like to have you with one sheet of paper that you have in, in uh, your pocket so that if this happens, I will do this. Maybe even put in the, the stop loss ahead of time so it's automatic if you're not around your screen. So uh, let's do the same thing with BlackBerry, please. Uh, uh, the resistance on the monthly is 2877, and you can see this. It's it's uh, it's this zenith, and that's when it gets tired of this initial rise up because there's people there that are selling the stock and beating it back down from 2011 and 2012. So I doubt it gets there again. I could be wrong. Uh, 1410 are our prior highs uh, here as well, going back uh, eight years. So it, it's a reasonable resting point as we go into into the new week. Uh, on the support side, 969. That's my number. It's the prior high daily. Uh, uh, if it closes below here, that's a problem. And as I've mentioned before, uh, uh, parabolas usually correct 80% plus of the move. Might take longer than you think. The parabola might not be over, but when you don't, when you have a, a very steep rise, the corrections are very, very hard. Uh, and 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 faster than than the ascent even, which is hard to imagine given the rise that we've seen. So, I'd sell the original. This is my take. I'd sell in BB. I'd sell the original investment. I'd let the 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 profit ride. Um, and uh, above twenty eight seventy seven, especially you're going to make some more money. And uh, if it if you see anything uh, uh, nine sixty nine or lower, get nervous and and get ready to uh, to sell. There. Um, I posted here Chamath Palahapatia's interview on CNBC. Uh, every time he's on, he says more in three minutes than most people say in 30. And so this is worth three minutes of your time. I recommend it highly. He, uh, uh, you know, if, if you've done it, it ain't bragging. So he bought calls, 155 calls uh, uh, for 100 grand, made half a million, uh, spoke pretty eloquently about the the uh, the disdain or the anger that the the Reddit rebellion p- 
people have against the Wall Street establishment. And they do want to stick it to him, and it's working thus far. Uh, uh, more on that later. But he made half a million dollars and then donated to the Barstool Sports Fund, which I think is terrific. Um, again, if you have Robin Hood or, 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 or Reddit Rebellion friends, please share this. Uh, send your stocks to me, bakes at bakestakespodcast.com or tweet at uh, uh, bakestakes underscore, and I'll give you my best view of, of, of locking in profits, hopefully, or at least uh, you know, controlling the losses. Uh, John, you asked last week about Facebook. I was uh, uh, you know, neutral on the fundamentals and, and negative, but not violently so, on the technicals. And this is the chart that I showed in that show. And then the next one is after earnings. And they didn't care about earnings. And I just bring this up uh, to, sh- to say, you know, this stuff works a lot of the time, not all the time. But you had earnings come out, they yawned, and the volume is picking up on the downside. And I think part of that is big liquid name. I need money to, to cover my margin call and, and lessen the pain of what's going on in GameStop and AMC. And so they go reach for the liquid Facebook and sell it. And again, uh, I asked who the incremental buyer was. With a 1.42 short ratio, you didn't have shorts that would have to cover if the, the stock took off to, to new highs. And so it's rolling over. Watch the 200 day moving average at around 252 and get more nervous if you see a close below that. I hope that helps, John. And welcome again to the show. Oh, my themes and groups. Uh, uh, I, I keep myself to the, the fire. Here's my account, small one. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm down 1.4% year to date. That sounds silly given I could have thrown a dart at Reddit and, and made a ton of money. I, I don't do individual names. I do ETFs. That's just my preference to be more diversified. Uh, silver didn't work out. SIL, the silver miner uh, ETF. I cut my losses uh, at, at, at 15% in the, in the 200-day moving average. I am gone. Uh, I do not want to see anything really red on my screen. So the, the remaining ETFs in uranium, cannabis, uh, Bitcoin, etc., are all green. That's what I want to see, and I'm looking for new opportunities. It's the weekend and the, the turn of the month. I'm going through 2,000 plus charts, and I will report back next week what I find. So stay tuned for that. Uh, this feeds into a question from uh, from Charlie. Grace, uh, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. It it, uh, it isn't Bitcoin directly, but it owns Bitcoin in the underlying portfolio. And in, re- in response to a reporter's request, I uh, opined that my guess is we stop around, you know, why Bitcoin was going down. And I said, my guess is we stop around the 50-day moving average and support at 2759. This is the chart we put up either last week or the week before. And then let's go to the, the new one, Mike. I mean, look at this. It, it comes down and within a penny... It hits that that it pays its respects, if you will, to the moving average. Notice the volume's pretty light on the down days, which I like, and and then resumes its uptrend. Now, could we retest? Absolutely. This doesn't work all the time, but I want to show you, you know, some wins here that that market behavior, you know, repeats itself or at least rhymes. And in his question, I, he said, you know, Bakes, she said, uh, this is a clear bullish signal. And, you know, what's it look like? Well, it looks like this. And so here I really want you to go to the YouTube channel. Look at the arrows that, I, that I, I've driven here. 
drawn here. Sorry. Uh, uh, the prior high was 1478. That's about a year-long base where it's just you know moving between six and 14 pretty much. And um, and then October 2nd, I noticed, huh? Look at the, look at the the volume. And there's an arrow there. 16 million shares, three times normal, uh, going to the upside. Hmm. So I you know pay a little bit more attention. Then October 27th. 1567 is the price. It's a new high again on big volume. And then it, it never looked back. It was 1567 to 40 plus, and now it's 34 plus. So that's a, uh, a pretty chart, and I can't almost draw them up any better than that. That's what it looks like, and I'm looking for these all the time. And I hope I share them with you, and I hope we all profit, and I hope I... Uh, uh, you know, add value in, in, in some way by bringing my technical analysis, knowledge, and experience to you. Uh, you also asked about uh, non-Bitcoin ways to invest in Bitcoin, and you used the example of picks and axes, like the the, the 49 gold rush. And I, I, I don't have a, a, a Levi's uh, that that uh, I can point to. Uh, the Levi Strauss made more money than all the miners because he was selling them the, the, the jeans that they, they, they wore. That might be urban legend, but I'm going to go with it. And, um, uh, you know, you can, you can invest in PayPal and Square. It's a, it's a small part of revenues right now. So I don't have any direct ways that, uh, you know, there's a, here's a Bitcoin mining company that directly is involved in, in the Bitcoin theme. If you have them, let me know or, or anybody else there finds them. I, I didn't find anything in, in my, uh, my initial search. Uh, I'm always looking and I'm always listening. You asked about Janet Yellen um, and what she means for markets and, and stimulus, I believe, was the other part of it. She's obviously a Biden uh, uh, advocate and will, will uh, you know, be a proponent of, of the stimulus bills and sway senators and representatives that need to be swayed, I believe. She was a dove in the Fed. She's going to be a dove here, meaning easy money as far as the eye can see. Um, I think that most officials, political, uh, political people, uh, uh, elected officials, I think they have very little impact on us as investors. I've always said that. I said that about the president. I've said that about every president. And I'm going to stick with it until someone proves me otherwise. Uh, but, you know, that's my story on Janet Yellen. I wanted to be responsive to the question and keep them coming, Charlie. I really appreciate it. Uh, so here's my take. Uh, Bitcoin and crypto, the uptrend is intact in this uh, this era of, uh, of, of money printing. Podcasts of the week. Uh, one of my favorites. This is the All In Podcast. Uh, uh, Chamath, Palahapatia, Jason Calacanis, David Freeberg, and David Katz. And if you t- I might get that last one wrong, but, but you know, the four besties, if you will. And the fur was flying on this one. Um, uh, I really recommend it because I won't go through all of it here, but Chamath clearly has a, a, a view and, and knowledge of the of the chronology of events that have led to the the uh, the melt up in GameStop and 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 other uh, stocks like this via the the Reddit thread, if you will. So at three minutes, he goes through another three minutes of of, of how this happened, but. Um, 
uh, you know, some controversial things. Jason is an angel investor in Robinhood and is a proponent um, and, you know, took umbrage with a lot of things Shamath was saying, like uh, Robinhood was insolvent and they weren't truthful about that. They lied about that on CNBC. They cost investors millions by shutting off half the trade. You can uh, 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 buy, but you can't sell that kind of a thing. Uh, uh, MFers should go to jail. I'm going to keep it, uh, you know, a family show here for now. Deep effing value. Oh, here's the chronology. Basically, uh, I'll run through this real quick. In June, deep effing value uh, post their initial trade of $50,000 in um, uh, GameStop. It's now $22 million. It's a good day at the office. And Michael Burry comes in. That's Christian Bale from the Big Short movie. Uh, uh, and uh, talks about many stores being free cash flow positive and adds to the, the bullish f- uh, fervor. Ryan Cohen comes in, uh, the Chewy founder, buys 10% of the company, talks about uh, launching a digital strategy, which he clearly has the chops to do, and uh, uh, gets three board seats, uh, himself and two friends. And then it's a reveal that at one point it was 140% short, didn't know that could happen, and frankly, it shouldn't. And they're going to probably fix that, is my guess. And then Melvin, the aforementioned hedge fund, went long puts, betting on a stock decline uh, after being short for four years as, as, as recently as November. And then the Reddit people just piled in, and they all came in with buy orders. And what you have is, is a, a melt-up of epic proportions. So here's my take. Uh, I would have money you can lose in Robinhood. Uh, they needed that billion dollars last week to to stay in business. They're clearly going through growing pains and stress tests. Uh, they're restricting more stocks after the close on Friday. They they added at least 35 more stocks. I thought it was 50. Some of them are listed here. So uh, be careful of entering trades that you can get out. Uh, and uh, you might want to have a safety valve account, uh, uh, you know, Fidelity or elsewhere that seems to be staying open when Robinhood closes. Just be aware that that uh, and, and create position sizes that if they lock you up, it's not going to kill you. There we go. Uh, reporters of the week. Greg Zuckerman, a uh, uh, great reporter at the Wall Street Journal, uh, reports that Citron Research is going to stop publishing uh, short reports. He's been doing this for 20 years. Uh, now he's getting death threats. He, uh, there, his personal information is being put out on Reddit. Uh, his, his accounts are being hacked. Social media accounts are being hacked. They're, they're uh, uh, harassing his children. Uh, it's, it's, and, he, and he in essence said, it isn't worth it to me. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done. That's a bell, folks. When you have an extreme that, that say, 20 years, I'm done doing what I do best, that's a sign that it's probably time to start adding some shorts. I'm not recommending that directly, but it's a bell. We're closer to the end of this thing than the beginning, in my opinion. I've got some other bells that are ringing. I'm in a bar the other day. Five people are bragging uh, with their phones out and, 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 and sharing portfolios on Robinhood about how much money they made in the aforementioned GameStop and and AMC and and BB, uh, two nurses, three construction people, wonderful people, 
but they weren't talking about that uh, when the stock was at $22. And again, it feels like it's the end. CNBC is another bell. Uh, they, they, in essence, spent all of Friday uh, uh, talking about the Reddit rebellion. And then they said, wait, there's more. We need a two-hour special at the end. The two-hour special of CNBC usually marks tops. Not exactly, not precisely. Could go you know, more room to run, but it feels like the end of the run, or at least close. Other things, um, okay, so uh, here's my take. Listen to those bells and, and other things to take into account. Congress, they're going to weigh in, and th- that's not going to be a positive at all. Secondaries, all these companies should be, should be printing stock, in, in my opinion, and a lot of them are going to do it, and uh, I don't know if Reddit has the buying power to absorb it all. I doubt it. In my, uh, that's just my view. I have no way to quantify that. Uh, hedge fund response. The midnight oil is burning. It's all hands on deck. Uh, it's Saturday right now. I'll guarantee you that everybody's inside of Greenwich and their New York and their uh, San Francisco offices saying, how do we get out of this? You know, uh, uh, do, do I start a rumor that, that GameStop causes cancer? I'm kidding, but not by much. I mean, you, you do what you have to. To, to drive the price down. Not saying it's right, and it isn't, but it happens. Uh, and then just gravity. You know, now that you have the weekend, you say, okay, is, is GameStop worth $22 billion? And most people, I think, are going to say no. And as soon as I see some weakness, I'm going to pull, you know, uh, a pile in on the sell side. And um, all right, let's go to newsletters of the week. <clears throat> this is a wealth of common sense. From Ben Carlson, he's with the Ritholtz Wealth Management Group, and I know this history, but it was striking to me to see it all in one list. So these are nine uncomfortable facts, and I give it to my Robinhood friends, my Reddit friends, uh, and just my friend friends, just for perspective. The stock market, the number one, the stock market was underwater from 1929 to 1954. Obviously, that was the the, the crash and the Great Depression. But that's a long time. Total return, this is two. Total return from early March 97 through March 09 was 5%. Nothing to write home about. Government bonds beat the stock market for 40 years at one point going through February of 09. Number four, from 69 to 81, the stock market underperformed inflation by more than 56%. Number five, gold destroyed the stock market in both the 70s and the early 2000s. Number six, in 30 of the past 93 years, keeping your money in a savings account would have beat the returns of the stock market. Number seven, over the course of 70s and 80s, Japanese stocks outperformed U.S. stocks by more than sixfold. Number eight, the U.S. stock market has experienced six crashes of 40% or worse since 1928, and the U.S. stock market has fallen by 10% or worse in a single year, 11 times since 1928. So stocks can go down. I'm not saying it's going to happen Monday, but it, it, it does happen. I hope that gives you some perspective. I hope I've added some value. Give me, okay. Please also subscribe to my Bakes Takes YouTube channel. The audio is the same, but the charts that I reference are on the screen. Please follow us on Twitter at Bakes Takes underscore and other social media. Please, please use your voice memo app, tape your questions, and email them to me at bakes at bakestakespodcast.com or write if you prefer. I'll keep you anonymous if you'd like. Thank you for listening. Mike Wilson is my producer. Have a great week. 
This is Bakes. Uh, two things for you. Most inspiring speech. My beautiful wife, Suze, sent this to the boys and I. Uh, great moving message. You're really going to like it. I recommend it. It's about seven minutes, and you'll you'll it'll brighten your day. Trust me. And this will also brighten your day. Much needed levity. Uh, Ron White, I got thrown out of a bar. It's uh, hilarious in my opinion. And uh, as he would say, thanks for playing along. I'll see you next week. Take care now. Bye. Bye.